0: as well, Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, it's so good to see everyone. Praise God. I-, I believe the Lord has something for us. If you're here for the first time, we especially want to welcome you. And, uh, but we're just so thankful for everyone. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. And, and last week we shared a verse. Second Corinthians. Well, let's do what we usually do. Almost forgot and excited about the message. If you have your Bible, you can take it if not. You can just say it. Say, this is my Bible. I believe it is God Almighty in written form. And today, it will enter my heart, my mind, my emotions, and my body, conforming me to the glory of Jesus Christ, to the glory of the Father. Amen. Ooh, glory to God. Since the Lord is so thankful, Michelle, for worship and Kathy. I, I just want to recap a little bit. We're going to be entering in to another, a, a series on the glory of God, Yahweh Shema. But I, I really believe that right now we're, we're stressing the importance of living by the word of God and inward faith. Hallelujah. Inward faith. And which is part of the glory of God. I'll share a testimony to start off. I wasn't going to share this, but Lord reminded me of it. And I'll share it again. I've shared it several times. But years ago, our second daughter, Mary, she had a growth on the side of her face. And uh, we prayed, but it didn't go away. So Dr. Hoyt Sr. of in Grove City, he said, you know what? We just need to do something. And uh, so it was surgically removed. And uh, long story short, at the post-op, I mean, it was not a good deal. It started to grow back, and he said, you know what, it's not a good deal. He had a tear coming down his eye, I'll never forget it. It wasn't a good deal. So he said, you know, I don't know what to tell you. We'll give her some meds right now, but let's just, you know, I don't know what to tell you. We'll try to see what we can do. Long story short. We started, uh, you know, you know, when the doctor says it's not a big deal, it can be surgically removed. You pray, but sometimes not as hard as you should. So we started to fast and pray, seek God. And uh, long story short, I was uh, fasting. I think it was the third day of a fast. Good things happen on the third day, amen. Third day of a fast, and uh, I was walking around the cornfield up by the water tower. Now it's no longer a cornfield, but. Uh, and by the grace and mercy of Jesus. How many know we need the mercy of God as much as we need his grace? Amen. And I, I was younger in the Lord and uh, in my right hand, fire, literal f- fire came in my right hand. About the size of a 50 cent piece. Seems like it was yesterday, even though it was years ago. And the uh, Lord spoke to me he said, don't talk to anybody on the way. It's about a mile from our house. And uh, maybe three quarters of a mile. And uh, he said, lay your hands on her, and the growth will dissipate. And it did. Underneath my hand, the growth disappeared. I ran her up, I mean, right after that, to the Dr. Hoyt, and he said, you know, it's, she's perfectly well. Now, I said that to say this. The next time, which was about, I don't know, about a month later, one of my other kids got sick. I'll tell you what, you have kids that will increase your faith, I'll tell you that. Amen. And I think they were sick or something, so you know what I did. I went up to that cornfield by the water tower, fasting, and I had my hand out this time like this. Walked around that cornfield for about three or four hours, and God spoke to me and said, I've got something better than that physical, that fire that came in your hand. I said, wow. You know, I was a real young Christian back then, a younger Christian, and I'm thinking a torch, you know, who knows, right? You know, and uh, he said, inward faith." And I didn't actually know what that, to the extent of what that meant. But inward, the gifts of the Spirit, like fire in your hand, or, uh, they will come and go, they're gifts of the Spirit in His mercy. Inward faith is, will always abide, like the fruits. The fruits of the Spirit are abiding. The gifts of the Spirit, as the Spirit leads, they come and go. The gifts of the Spirit are outward. The, the fruits of the Spirit, which includes faith and love, are inward. And uh, and it took me a while to learn that and I'm still learning it. But as a pastor, what I want for you most is to know that glory to God, the fire of God's word, even though you may not see it, even though you may not feel it at times and not sense it, the word is as fire and it will destroy the works of the enemy as you speak that word. Glory to God. It's simple, but we need to accentuate it because it's the primary way that God works. I'm all for dreams, visions. I'm obviously for prophetic, but the word of God always works. The gifts of the spirit come and go. And we have to enter into a place, amen, that we are word-based. And uh, sometimes people will... Make their ministry revolve around, you know, uh, something like that to happen, fire in your hand, whatever. But we always want to make our ministry revolve around, first and foremost, the word of God. That's what I appreciate. Terry Smith is word first and prophetic. We need to be word first. Amen? So this is why we're sharing this, because we can't share it enough. And someone says, I know that, but I'll tell you what, I know about you, but what I know, I need to know more. Amen? One of my favorite prayers is the prayer of Moses. He said, Lord, I know you. Man, tell me, this was after he went through the Red Sea. But he said, Lord, help me to know you. Meaning he knew the Lord, but he wanted to know him more. Amen. Glory to God. So <clears throat> we shared on 2 Corinthians 119 and 120, where the Bible says the promises of God are yes and Amen. To those who believe. Yes, of course, is a form of agreement. And amen, biblically, is an accentuated form of agreement. You're saying, I believe that what you've spoken will come to pass in my life. It's a form of agreement, biblically. Glory to God. All right. So we we shared a lot. We shared mainly through Romans 6, and we're going to go back there a little bit today. But the bottom line is this, the word of God and the heart of God are one. The Bible says Jesus is the word of God. Jesus, in fact, in the book of Revelation, the Bible says written on his forehead is the name word of God. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So and we we use the simple example that if you write a letter to someone, the words in your letter and who you are to that person that you've written to are one and the same. Amen? You put your heart down on a letter, that, that's who you are. It's who you are to that person. Glory to God. Religion tries to negate or minimize the power of the Word of God. I was preaching at a church once, in a denominational church, and the pastor was a good man. It was in East Pittsburgh. And he said, man, he said, you know, one in our mission statement, one sentence has really messed us up. And I said, well, tell me about it. He said, we believe, he said, in our mission statement that the Bible contains the word of God. Well, the Bible doesn't contain the word. It is the word of God. Amen? You don't pick and choose part of it. It is the word of God. Amen. All right. And we shared that, the mind of Christ is conveyed in, in, in his word. Glory to God. But so it's, man, we live by the word of God. And what God wants us to know is what's exciting to me is this. And there's different things I feel like the Lord wants to emphasize today. And I really do sense the spirit of God. That this is for you. Never, ever. Minimize the Word of God by thinking that it's for someone else because of their position in the body of Christ, because of this or that or anything. The Word of God is for everyone. God has no respecter of persons. I believe, that, I believe the last day's revival is when the church is going to get the revelation that, no, we, we all have different gifts. I can't play the keyboard, you wouldn't want me doing that, amen, or type of thing. But the bottom line is this, we all can enter in to knowing Jesus intimately, and I tell you what, having a faith that is exceedingly strong, because it's available to all of us. If the devil can somehow get you to think that you're not as favored as someone else, you can't understand the word of God as well as somebody else, then he's going to minimize your ability to walk with Jesus. The most exciting thing to me about the gospel is that it works for anyone and everyone who will sow to the gospel. Amen? Black, white, yellow, red, doesn't matter. Your socioeconomic status, your... Uh, educational stand. If you sow to the word, the word will change you. And the word will cause you to see Jesus. And the word will cause you to spiritually enter in to a relationship with God that's amazing. Amen. This is how we need to disciple. This is how we need to share with anyone and everyone. Amen. Glory to God. So again, man any amen so god really wants us to understand that all right we're going to look at romans 4:16 to 22 which talks about the faith of abraham which was great i mean abraham entered into such a faith that he was when he was 99 years old and his wife sarah was 90 years old he had faith that they were going to have a child that's faith amen but she said she's not there, either am I. Glory to God. Amen. But bottom line is but what I want you to see is this. They grew in their faith. We look at Bible characters like Abraham and Noah and Moses and Paul and the apostles, and we think, well, there's something special about them that's more special than what that we have. But let's look at Genesis 12:11. I want you to see. That Abraham grew in his faith, you know. In Genesis twelve eleven, it shows that I'm going to be honest with you. Abraham entered into being an amazing man of God, but it didn't start out that way. I mean, he was cowardly in many ways, self-centered, and what exemplifies it is, is Genesis twelve eleven. It says, it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai, his wife, Behold, now I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore, it shall come to pass when, boy, he's speaking death right now. He said, it's going to come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, they shall say, this is his wife. They will kill me, but they will keep you alive. So I pray thee, listen to this. Tell them that you're my sister so that it may be well with me. Wow. And my soul shall live because of thee. So much for a man taking leadership, huh? So, really, so much for a man honoring his wife. Wow. So, so lions say, you're my sister. And so what happens is this. It came to pass just like he spoke. You get what you say. When Abram was coming to Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman, and she was very fair. The prince, princess also Pharaoh saw her, commended her before Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he treated Abraham well for her sake, because he thought Abraham was her brother, gave him sheep and oxen and serpents and all kinds of camels. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. Well, thank God for the provision of God. Amen? Even in our stupidity, God comes to our rescue. As that word that Kathy gave. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? So I was going to take her to be my wife. So now take your wife and take her away. Hmm. And they sent him away and his wife. You know, it was amazing. Even though, man, he did such a sin. He still came away with the kemels and everything that Pharaoh had given him. So we understand that Abraham, Abraham wasn't always a man of great faith. God, we go from, every day, we go from glory to glory and faith to faith. Amen. It's progressive, like the mustard seed. Glory to God. So God can take us in our weaknesses and bring us unto strength. Amen. Anybody here have weaknesses? Anybody didn't raise their hand, we're going to have an altar call for liars at the end (laughs) of the service. Amen. My goodness, we all have weaknesses. We really do. And, uh, but God is patient with us and he's able to change us. Amen? So go to, uh, in Genesis 15, God comes to Abraham. It's amazing. He says, you know what? You're going to have a child of your, and it's, not, it's going to be of, you know, with Sarah. But then, Sarah comes to Abraham and says, you know what? This isn't working out. You know what? Uh, I know what God said, but We need to have a child through my handmaiden, Hagar, which is stupid. And what she's saying. But see, they got impatient. They got discouraged, disillusioned. So man, he has a child through Hagar, who became Ishmael, who's the father of the Arab nations today. And, I mean, again, weakness. Weakness in Sarah. Weakness in Abraham for listening to Sarah. Amen. Amen. There are times, glory to God. I mean, man, listen to your wife. They are. I tell you what, I listen to Kathy when she says something. But there are times when you got to stand up and say, "We well, you know this is in kosher." Amen. Glory to God. And then what happens in Genesis 17? Man, God really comes to Abraham big time, and, and says that you're 99, she's 90, but I'm going to do a miracle in you. And you're going to have a child through her. And in verse 17, Genesis 17, Abraham fell on his face and laughed at God and said, in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is 100 years old? And shall Sarah that is 90 years old bear? And he said unto God, oh, that Ishmael might live. Amen. He said, there is no way. Notice he said it in his heart. He didn't speak it out loud as if God didn't know his heart, right? And so, man, and then, but he convinces, right? He convinces Abraham, and Abraham starts to enter into faith, to have a child at about 100 years old. But Sarah was still not convinced. Genesis eighteen eleven, Abraham and Sarah were old, well stricken in age. It ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman, Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. Notice she didn't say it either. How many of you know God knows your heart, whether you speak it or not? Saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Where, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, how can I bear a child? Is anything too hard for me? Within nine months, you're going to have a child. Then Sarah, not only after she laughed, At God. She lied. And said I didn't laugh. Why? Because she's human. And she's still growing in her faith. But God is so merciful. Amen. God says I'm going to call your son Isaac. Which means laughter. I'm going to turn your sarcasm. Your sarcastic laughter. Into laughter of joy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So now. Let's go to Romans 4. Okay? And it is con- See, sometimes we, need to, we don't have the background information we need to have. We just look at Abraham and think, bang. He was just, man, this great man of faith. But he grew in his faith. What God wants to get across to you and me. If he grew in his faith, you can grow in your faith. Amen? Jesus is the author and the perfecter of your faith. Glory to God. See, this should excite us. Man, when you know that you can grow in your faith, it should cause us to be in the word, not in day, excited. Ooh, glory to God. All right, we're going to get more into that. Let's go to Romans chapter 4, verse 16. It says, therefore it is of faith that it might be of grace. Amen. Then it goes on to say, this is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, it has to start with what's written. We start with the written word of God. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Mmm. Hallelujah. I, I want to get on this right now. Glory to God. He says, I have made thee a father of many nations. Well, see, in God's eyes, He had the destiny of Abraham before Him. And God is speaking destiny. Amen? He's speaking destiny. Man. God has a plan for you and I. It's amazing. And He speaks it over us but we have to hear it just like that prophetic word said. We have to believe it like a little child and enter into it. Amen? We need to listen to the voice of destiny. God speaks destiny. But here's the exciting thing. In the mind of God, man, you know, provision was there. Provision was there. Glory to God. And see, What's so exciting about this is this. You have victory. You have destiny. You have the desires of your heart already, man, in place. But it's in seed form. What I mean by that is this. When you, man, Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a a seed The mustard seed that grows into this humongous tree. Destiny is in you. The faith of God is in you. Hallelujah. Man, I'm not, see, it's not about obtaining. It's about cultivating. Religion tries to get something from God on their own strength that's already been given And can only be given by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to obtain faith. I have faith through the new birth. I just need to cultivate it by letting the Holy Ghost bring it forth. Amen. As I read the word. Glory to Jesus. And that's simple. Someone says, well, that's too simple. I know, I always got the devil in the corner when he tells me it's too simple. Amen? Because religion is complicated. You can't figure it out. Blind faith. No, faith isn't blind. Glory to God. That's the last thing it is. Amen? So we need to get excited about this, all right? So, but let's just look at this some more. First of all, you know, Again, God is able to perfect your faith. He's able to give you and I faith to overcome any sin, overcome our past, overcome and give us strength for anything he speaks to us to do. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. But, you know, the Ark of the Covenant it could have been made of any type of wood. It was made of Ikea wood, which is the worst wood that there is. The craftsman had months at a time to get the knots out and the bentness out. It represents us in the natural. But God takes the bentness out. He takes glory to God, man, and, he, and that's what he indwells. Of course, through the new birth, we're saved in our spirit, but our soul has to line up. All right. But Oshia, that was the name of Joshua. Just like, you know, Sarai became Sarah, Abram became Abraham, Saul became Paul. Joshua was not always Joshua. His name was Oshia. But he spent so much time in the word of God and in the presence of God, God took the name, hallelujah, his own name off of Jehovah, put it on him and called him Joshua, Yeshua. The old, the Hebrew name for Jesus. Now, he wasn't Jesus, but he was atop of Jesus. God says by the blood, Jesus is going to be the firstborn among many brethren. We we pray that prayer always before the service, Lord. Conform us to the image of Jesus through the word. Man, if you get this, I tell you, you'll be running around the church. Glory to God. Really. Glory to God. So first, we need to see we have it. Kathy, I don't know if you remember, years ago, we were living in Clearfield when I was teaching. We had a friend, Maureen, and she came in her house one day, and her son, David, had just been tested. Uh, He seemed to be a smart kid. I knew the school psychologist pretty well. Anyways, they tested him. He had an unbelievable, he had a high IQ. And they said, man, this kid can do whatever he wants to do. I don't know if you remember. She came and said, she was so excited because she found out what was in her child. See, we need to find out what's in the seed of our born-again spirit. And this kid's very successful day. He's a robotics engineer, whatever. But you have to find it out. The devil will do everything he can to get you not to accept Christ. Then he will do everything he can to get you not to see what's in. Who in the seed that you are, the seed of your spirit, to minimize your salvation. I remember when I, I coached up, uh, Track, cross country, and and, uh, when I taught high school. And every, at the beginning of the year, I would ask the gym teacher, girls and boys, do me a favor, just real quick. I said, first day of school, have every one of the kids in your gym class run the mile for time. And I was friends with the teacher. He said, okay. And then what I would do, we had one of the best teams in the state. I mean, one of the top teams every year. I think the girls team, we won like 50 meets in a row and whole deal. But what I would do, I would, be, I would see the best times and I would recruit these kids. And I saw this one kid, ninth grader. And just, he never practiced, you know, little kid. And just, he ran like a 520 mile, ninth, just in this gym mile. Man, I I, called, I got his phone number, contacted his parents. I went to his house, for real. And, and this kid, his name was Patrick. He said, I hate school. I said, I know, because I knew his brother. He said, I hate school. He said, I don't even like to run. I said, you're going to run. <laughs> you know I said, you're gifted to run. So I spent like a couple of hours with the kids, you know. Finally, he comes out. Man, his ninth grade is one of the top kids in the state, ninth grade. His brother ran a 412 mile from me. And, and, you know, and it's like, but see, he would have never ran had he, not, had he not known unless he found out. What was in him? Who he was? And then he began to enter in. Success brings success to great kid. Man, we need to see we have it. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. We need to see Psalm 103 who forgives all my sins. Not some of them. He forgives all my sins. It doesn't matter what the sin is. They are forgiven. Why? Because God said so. Who forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases? Glory to God. Some says, Well, I believe in forgiveness, but I don't believe in healing. Wow. Why would you not accept the Jesus that is? Glory to God, that, that is as much true as John three sixteen. Man, we had a lady who's a farm, She owns a pharmacy in Grove City, Pam Grisnick, and she came, she had uh, leukemia in the last stages. We prayed for her, and I shared that verse with her. We laid hands under the whole group of people. And, uh, and I said, Pam, is there any, I said, took her Psalm 103, I said, is there any sin that you've committed that God would not forgive. She said, well, I grew up in a church, I'm a Christian, absolutely not. I said, well, look at this. I said, is there any disease that he would not heal? She said, I never saw that before. Okay. Well, she got excited that we went over James 5, and then I'll be honest with you, that night God came to her. She got a hold of the verse in Psalm 118, I will live and not die and share the, proclaim the glad tidings of God. What was it the next day she jumped. Glory to God. It was her, her story was on the front page of the Allied News years ago. Why? Because the Word of God. Amen? Hallelujah, Jesus. Someone says, Lord, I need a vision. I need a dream. Well, sometimes you might. But what we need more than anything else, glory to God, is to take this book and receive it. Amen? Glory to God. Well, that's just too simple. Whoo, Jesus. Not the simplicity that's in Christ. The Bible says corrupt your mind. All right. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. So again, what I want to get across before we enter into some more of this. The greatest, the strongest Christians I know are people, in all honesty, that are not the most gifted people. But they sowed unto God. You know, David Hogan, a friend of mine, they, I, I know everybody gets chokes on this. He's raised over 500 people from the dead. That died, you know, kids that died in tsunami. I think there's like 30 of them they were raised. and I, I mean, they, David was a former hell's angel. I mean, checkered past, a whole deal. But he got a hold of the gospel. And the gospel is simple. We all need forgiveness, and we all need a born-again spirit. And it comes through the grace of God. We don't deserve it, but it's available through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we receive it by faith, and we grow in our faith by the word of God. You don't have to be some great theologian, amen, to understand that, amen? Glory to Jesus He got a hold of it. And and I've been with him several times, you know, just alone at lunch or whatever. And everybody asked him, why do these great works be done? And he just says two things. He said, I just believe the word. And second, he said, I believe that I'm a child of God. Wow. Wow. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. He has read in the Bible one day, Matthew 10, 7, 8, go preach the gospel saying the kingdom of heaven has come, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. He said, I meditated on that for years. First of, first of all, he said, who am I to do this? But he got the revelations it's about grace not about him, he's a child of God. And I was with him one time. I think this will help somebody. And I knew that he prayed for a guy who was a leper. Or not a leper. The guy had no legs. And he was involved in this. and He went to this guy several times, and uh, it's all documented. And uh, the guy' legs grew, just like Smith Wigglesworth, you know, and many people. And uh, so I was eating lunch with him, and I said, "Man," he said, "What do you want?" He said, "What's going on?" I said, "You know," I said, "Just tell me how you got, how does, how that came about?" You know, I mean, that's a great miracle. God, no legs legs grew. The guy was a rich guy, and had a lot of servants, whole deal, and didn't want to hear the gospel. But anyways, he humbled himself. And he said, "Well," he just looked at me. You were eating. He said, "It's the gospel." I said, man, I know it's the gospel. I said, but give me insight into what you did, the specifics. And he's kind of a tough guy. Looks like John a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Tough guy, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he just looked up and he said, the gospel. I said, I know it's the gospel, but can you give me insight? What did you share with him? How? He said, the gospel. I said, I got it. Amen. Well, what's in the gospel? We're giving men with no legs legs. Acts 14, they preached the gospel and the man that never walked, walked. It's in the gospel. Please listen to this. It's in the gospel because the gospel is not about a religion. It's about the heart of God. The gospel is the heart of God. being now legally, able to be legally manifested on the earth due to the sacrifice of Jesus. Glory to God. See the gospel, again, it's the heart of God. The gospel, the good news is inside the heart of God. But please listen to this. Here's what's exciting. And you're born again spirit. When you're born again, man, in the seed of your born again spirit was the truth of the gospel. It's what you got, you born again. James 1.18, born again by the word of truth. And it's in you and me, but it's got to be cultivated. The enemy will do everything to get you and I not to cultivate it. You're too busy, too tired. I tried that and I couldn't understand it. Don't let him get you not to cultivate it. It's the greatest privilege a believer has to eat of the word of God and to drink of his presence. Let's not take it for granted. Let's not have to enter into a place like in other countries that you gotta risk your life to have a Bible. Let's take advantage of our freedom. Amen? And the devil's going to do everything he can. Well, you know what? You read the word and you tried to claim that promise and it didn't work. Man, you're not worthy to claim the promise because you had a bad week. Who do you think you are? Jesus said this is written. Were you trying to be Jesus? I'd be a good devil. I know his tricks. He whispers in our ear. You got to reap what you sowed. What we sowed, we'd all be dead. We'd all be in, we'd have be having church in prison because we'd be the prisoners. We can either listen to the words of the enemy and of our natural mind or we can either listen to the words of God. But if you don't get into the word of God his words, the words of the enemy, will be more real to you than this word. Amen. We need to be like Jeremiah and eat the word like honey. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, again, I've shared this before, but excitement is a key to a Christian. It goes with joy. Shh. See, we need to be expectant. Amen? When you get in the word, it's going to be amazing. When you stand on the word, God's going to teach us how to, hallelujah, that this word is like fire. You know, I remember that day when that fire came in my hand, like, you know, 50 cent pieces. But you know what? What's better is to have the fire in you. So we get Expectant. And then we get excited. Ooh, glory to God. And then we become, man, that's what you're going to put the effort in. And then we're going to see results. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, so much. Glory to God. So very simply, we have it. We have have destiny but we have to see it through the word and hear it through the voice of God I think if any one of us would ever hear and we are hearing to a definite degree but if we would hear fully and see fully our destiny it would blow us away somebody might see themselves making a hundred million dollars Somebody else might see themselves like, you know, man, like a Billy Graham and winning millions to Jesus. Your destiny might be to, you know, raise the dead. See, that is our destiny according to the word of God. Your destiny, all of our destiny is to enter into intimacy with Jesus. But it, it, would, it, would, it would amaze us. This book is a book of destiny. Glory to God. But we have to see it, right? Then we get excited about it. Then we cultivate it in our excitement. And when you cultivate it, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Oh, man. Next week, I want to encourage you to come, bring, obviously, to come to bring someone we're going to be sharing on uh, <clears throat> Jericho in a sense of what it means when he went around seven times and how that correlates into manifestation. Glory to God. <clears throat> I, I shared this, I think, a couple weeks ago, but man, it it's really blessed me. I have uh, my spiritual father, he's going to be with the Lord, and uh, he's in his. 80s, mid 80s, and uh, Ray Patterson. Anyways, daughters involved in ministry. And we went and saw David Hogan down where uh, her and her husband lived. And, anyways, uh, she was sharing, she said, you know what, there was this uh, big, uh, it was a former Ray Day, but it was huge. It was like 30,000 square feet. And uh, they went, for some reason, they relocated. And she said, the Lord spoke to me Did that was, that was ours for ministry. And I mean, we're talking, you know, million dollars, well over a million dollars, to, you know. And, and she said, I went to the people and they said, you know, no, you can't do it. You have to jump all through these hoops. And, and she filled out the things that, you know, type of, that she needed to do paperwork. But anyways, uh, so went on a whole year and, she, and they said, you're foolish, you're wasting your time. Then went on another year. It kept going on and on. She said, you know what? She said, I just got a letter saying that that's mine. That's our church. Glory to God. Why did that take place? She heard God. She heard God. Wow. And she was perseverance. But see, when you see destiny... Through God. You won't lay down the first time it doesn't happen. Why? Because it will come to pass. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I'm not saying there won't be ups and downs. But what I'm saying is this. We're talking God. All right. I'm going to say this again. We're talking God. God. Amen? Amen. Ooh, glory! We're not talking any person on the earth. We're not talking about some angel. We're talking God, the Creator of the universe, who with a few words, created, he said, you know, billions of stars, billions. We're talking God. See, we need to enter in. How, how, help me with this. We need to enter in to stop minimizing the gospel. I'll tell you what, you can meditate on this, five, these five words for months. In the beginning was God. Amen? And God created the earth. And just start getting into that. Ooh, glory. And start to see how big God is. Wow. And it's like God. So we don't minimize him. We don't put him in a box. We don't tell him what to do and how to do it. We enter into a place and we just, we say, wow, in awe. Just God. And then we, in Psalm 8, let's go there real quick. Glory to God. Woo, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Psalm 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Probably my my favorite psalm is so strong. Derek Prince has such good teaching on on this psalm. Psalm 8. Glory to Jesus. So David knew. I, I mean, he knew the awesomeness of God. He was a shepherd boy, became a king. It says in Psalm 8, O Lord our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Glory to God. Verse 3, when I consider thy heavens the work of thy fingers. Well, let's go to verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings has thou ordained strength. God loves little children. And we need to see we're still little children no matter how old we are. Then he says, when I consider the heavens the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. He says, man, what is man that you're even mindful of him and the sentiment that you even visit us? And God's response is amazing. He says, I have made thee in the Hebrew a little lower than Elohim, a little lower than myself. Now, not in the context of being omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, some little God, but relationally. And he says, This: I have crowned thee as a king with The devil says, you know what? You're this, you're that. Your past defines you. Your weakness defines you. This people define you. Your experiences define you. I'm here to tell you something. The only thing that defines you is Jesus Christ through his word. And if you let yourself be defined by anything else than the word of God, you're in deception. Well, I'm not strong. I'm not this. I'm not that. How can God use me? I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I didn't do that. God is the only person that has a right to define you. He says, you are the righteousness of myself in Christ. He says, you can do all things. He says, I've crowned you. With delight, in glory, and power, and dominion. Shh. Glory to Jesus! Glory to Jesus! Glory to Jesus! Glory to Jesus! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! When you and I cultivate the Word, and let the Word define us, glory to Jesus. We enter in to who we really are. Shh. You know, when you want to know a, a meaning of a word, you go to Webster's, right? Dictionary. When you want to know who you are, don't go to Webster, go to Jesus. Go to his word. Glory to God. Oh, man. I tell you, I, I, oh, Jesus. Jesus. I All right, in our last 10 minutes or so, I just want to share this. Man. When you see and I see, man. That the gospel again is about inheritance that when cultivated. Brings about the image of God. Nothing can stop you. Go with me to 1 John. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, man, there's so much here. So much here, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Mm, Jesus. All right, let me share something in Romans 8 real quick. It's kind of spiritually discerned and... I I, I really can, it takes time to lay a foundation for it, but I'm going to share it and we'll elaborate whenever. Romans 8 29. God says, I've given you a destiny to be conformed to the image of his son, right? Firstborn among, so he's the firstborn among many brothers. Then he says, Whom I've given this destiny to, I've called. And whom I've called, I've justified, right, by the blood. But who have I justified, I've glorified. I've never heard it preached. What's that mean? It means in the, in the eyes of God. The glory of his presence, of his manifested name and manifested word is yours. Even as you've been called Justified, you've been glorified. Now this is from, the, this is in the mind of God. Whew, Jesus. You know, one of the strongest visions I've ever related to as a lady, she's caught up to heaven and it was like, and you probably heard this. She saw different rooms of different things uh, for creative miracles, different things. And she saw all these um, tremendous presence. I mean, amazingly gift-wrapped. And she said, Lord, what, what are all these? There was millions of them. And God turned to her with tears in his eyes. He said, these are all the things that the blood of my son has bought for humanity that have never been opened. The glory's there. We need to enter in to cultivating the word so we can see it. Glory to God. 1 John 3, if you go there with me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This idea that life is hell on earth and we just have to Hang on by our fingertips until Jesus comes is a lie. Life is challenging at times. I'm here to tell you, life is meant to experience the gifts of God. 1 John 3 8 says, He that commits sins of the devil is, uh, uh, the, you know, the devil sins from the beginning. The, this purpose, the Son of God, was manifested that he might destroy the works of every work of the devil. He's he's already destroyed. Sinfulness, sickness, lack, on and on. For whosoever is born of God doesn't commit sin. For God's seed, the DNA of God, is in him. And he can't sin because he's born of God. Now we're talking about your spirit, but the manifest through your soul. And it goes on to say greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, 1 John 4, 4. Then 1 John 5, 3 and 4 says, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not difficult to keep. Now this is probably one of the most unpreached scriptures in the Bible. I was sharing this with somebody in counseling recently. And they just, I said, look at this verse and read it. They just, they closed their Bible and said, really? I said, at least you're honest. His commandments aren't hard to keep. You gotta be kidding me. I'm a guy it's so hard not to look at pornography. I, I'm, I'm this and I went through this. And it's so hard to believe God. I mean, I, I can't, I, you're telling me I got to give tithes and I got to do this and got to do that. I, I have to then overcome this and you don't know what I've been through and I have to forgive that person. I, what? Are you going to believe that? Are you going to believe the word of God? His commands are not difficult to keep. Why? Because of the gospel. See, when I share with that, that guy receiving legs, most Christians, I say 99% are like, no, I don't believe that. You know why? Because it's so hard. But I'm here to tell you something. With God, all things are possible. Amen. Woo! Woo! That's that's what David said to me. The gospel. Because of the gospel. What is impossible with man. Is easy with God. And since God's the one living the life through you. He's just saying believe me and I'll I'll do the doing. You believe me and I'll do the doing. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, because it's been born of the living God, cultivated through the word of the living God, which is God, and it produces the fruits of the image of God himself. What we just read in Romans eight twenty nine. Glory to Jesus. Now, I know this is contrary to natural men. I know it's contrary to most in the church thinking. But that's why we're teaching the word of God. Wow. Wow. Someone say wow. Wow. Boy, that was good. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's a lot better than old me. You know what I'm saying? Glory to God. This is for real. This is for real. It's for real. It's the gospel. And right now, for those of us here, I I do this every Sunday, those watching online, YouTube, however, Faith and Family Channel, the gospel is simple. Because Jesus did the hard work. You're saved by his unmerited favor, by the blood that was shed, and simply as you receive by faith and repentance and desire. Even as God said, Let light be, and there was light, when you say, Jesus, I repent of my sins i receive Jesus as my Savior. The darkness in you leaves the grief, the sorrows, the sinfulness is replaced by the DNA of God. If you're listening to this for the first time and you're saying, you know what, the light just clicked. I want this. And you say, you know what? I thought religion did this for me. It doesn't. And you want Jesus right now to say, this is every head, bed, head bowed now just here and wherever you're at, to say, Jesus, I want you. Because you want me. I receive the power of your blood to give me eternal life right now. I receive you as my savior and Lord. Man, if you said that, he's become your savior and Lord, you can look up. As as we're closing this service today, I tell you what, we all have been through things. The natural mind brings facts up, but truth is greater than fact. God's word is his fire. God wants us to understand what the gospel really is. We don't have to bring Christ down. He's in us. We don't have to get a word. We have it. And as you read this, words will come through his voice. It's amazing. Can you stand with me and just thank him right now?